welcome to the PPR Podcast, where we discuss all things fantasy football, from player news, rankings, projections, and even trade advice. Everything to help you win your fantasy football league. And now, your host, Bob Miller. Hello and welcome to the PPR Podcast. I am your host, Bob Miller, and on this show I talk all things fantasy football, from player rankings to projections and even trade advice. Anything I can do to help you win your fantasy football league. In this episode, we're going to talk rookies and where to take some of these players in your upcoming rookie draft. I'm going to talk about some future studs, some future duds, and some of those sleepers that might slip into the second and maybe even third rounds. But first, I want to say thank you. Thank you for listening to the show. I hope that I can help contribute to your fantasy football team and have a little something to do with you bringing home a championship this coming season. So let's get started with these rankings, shall we? First, I do want to say that all my rankings are based off a full-point PPR. And this particular ranking I'm going to do in today's episode is going to be in a one-quarterback league, not super flex. So keep that in mind. So, if you have the number one pick, congratulations. If you are in a league that trades picks, I would absolutely entertain the idea of maybe trading back a few spots maybe shopping that number one pick. So if you can do that and trade your number one pick and drop back and stay within the top five or six picks, maybe pick up an extra second rounder or two while doing so, I would absolutely consider that. I believe in my rankings, the top six or seven players are all going to be studs and they're going to help your fantasy football team for a long, long time. But if not, you want to hold on to that number one pick. I can't fault you for that either. So If you're going to pick number one, then I absolutely would take Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He's going to be a PPR stud for the next four or five years. He's going to be in the top, uh, let's say a top two, top three offense. He's going to have a lot of touchdown, a lot of catch potential there as well. And keep in mind, Damian Williams is going to be a free agent after this year. So they probably won't be re-signing him. So... Edwards Hilaire is going to get a lot of touches from next year moving forward. And I don't think you can lose with this guy. Now, my number two player, I'm going to get a little controversy over this, but it's Jonathan Taylor. There's a lot of Taylor truthers out there that believe he should be number one. And maybe in a standard league, I'd have him number one, but not in a PPR league. Taylor's not much of a pass catcher, even though I think he's going to probably catch a few passes in that offense. But I think that Naeem Hines is going to pick up a lot of those dump-offs and a lot of those catches. So it's going to limit Taylor's PPR potential. I think he's going to have a lot of touchdowns. But keep in mind, just like Damian Williams with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Marlon Mack is going to be a free agent after this upcoming season. So Jonathan Taylor is going to be on that rookie deal, and um, he's going to feast. He's going to score a lot of touchdowns. Uh, for the next several years. So if you have that number two pick, I would take him absolutely. My number three ranking is going to be J.K. Dobbins. And just like the other two running backs, Mark Ingram is probably not going to be in Baltimore after this coming season. He is signed through 2022, but uh, the, the Ravens can save $5 million next year by cutting him. And I'd say that's probably what they'll do. 
So that run-heavy offense having Dobbins in there, that guy is going to score a lot of touchdowns. And, and to be honest with you, I think he may overtake Jonathan Taylor. Those two I had a hard time ranking two and three. So keep that in mind. If you can trade out of that number one pick and drop back and maybe get a third or fourth pick and you can get a J.K. Dobbins, I would jump all over that. Now, my number four player is going to be C.D. Lamb. He's my number one wide receiver in this draft class. Now, he may not produce a whole lot of fantasy production this coming season, but keep in mind that Amari Cooper has no guaranteed money after the 2021 season. So Dallas very well will shop him and most likely get a first-round pick. I think after this coming season, it's probably going to be the Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup show there for the next few years. So I would grab him up, maybe not expect a whole lot this year, but after this year, he's going to produce. So be lucky if you've got him. Now my number five player is going to be Justin Jefferson. Man, that guy ended up in a great situation in Minnesota. He's going to fill in this, basically the Stephon Diggs role. If you, if you want to see what you got with Stephon Diggs, I think you can at least consider that for Jefferson for the next year or so. But keep in mind that Adam Thielen's not getting any younger. Um, he, so, yeah, Justin Jefferson's probably going to take over that number one role and produce for quite a long time. Now, my number six player is going to be Cam Akers. He ended up in, in L.A., which is a pretty good spot. Offensive line isn't that great, but I believe he's going to catch a lot of passes, and this being PPR rankings, I think that's going to that's going to contribute quite a bit to your fantasy football team. I think he's going to score quite a, few, quite a few touchdowns, but he's going to catch quite a few dump-offs as well. Now, everyone's been talking about the, all the talent that he has, and he certainly possesses a lot of that. But he's going to end up in, in L.A. They don't have a great offensive line. But it's not anything he's not used to being at Florida State for the last couple of years. I think he will produce quite well. And I think if you can, you know, if you've got a top six pick and, and he's sitting there for you, I'd jump all over him. My number seven pick is going to be Jerry Judy. Um, what can you say? He's got all the talent in the world. He ended up in a great place. Denver is absolutely in love with him. Cortland Sutton and him are going to be a great duo for the next few years. I think Judy's going to definitely contribute to your fantasy football team. He's going to catch a lot of passes um, and, and you know, probably end up being a nice a nice wide receiver, too, for your fantasy football team in, in the next couple of years. My number eight player is a running back, and that's Keyshawn Vaughn. He ended up in a great place. Tampa. Tampa's going to score a lot of points. He's going to score a lot of touchdowns. And if they wouldn't have drafted him if they believed in Ronald Jones. I think the Rojo era is coming to an end pretty soon. I think he's going to get a little bit of play in the beginning of the year, just like every rookie running back has to sit and watch that veteran play. But by midseason, those rookies tend to take over, and I believe it's going to be the same thing with Vaughn. So consider this. If someone's got him in your league and they get a little frustrated because Ronald Jones is carrying the ball quite a bit, Hey, I'd maybe send an offer. See what you can get. You probably can get them. I mean, some of these some of these owners in, in leagues drop these guys. Uh, if it's a dynasty league, I seriously doubt anyone's going to drop them. But yeah, just in case they might. All right. So if you can jump on that, pick him up for a for a I don't know a third second round pick. 
I would certainly consider that or maybe trade maybe a, a running back that can help them, you know, catch him in a good spot. My number nine player is going to be DeAndre Swift. This one right here I think is going to be a dud. I, I, It's not that I don't believe in the player. I think Swift is a hell of a player. But when's the last time Detroit has had a fantasy-producing running back? I can't. I mean, Bo Scarborough had a, a minute there where he helped your fantasy football team, but Kerryon Johnson can't stay healthy. The guys they had before him couldn't produce, and I just think that that system just—they they just can't get it right, and they don't produce fantasy relevant running backs, and it just sucks for Swift because he's a hell of a player, and I wished he would have ended up in a lot better situation. My number 10 player, that's going to be Jalen Rager. Ended up in a great place in, in, in Philadelphia, and, and, and they're going to feed him the ball. He's going to catch a lot of passes, which is going to help your team in a PPR league. Now keep in mind that uh, Alshon Jeffrey's time is probably coming to an end. They've been talking about trading him and cutting him for the last couple of seasons. Unfortunately, they can't cut him because they'll eat so much dead money that it's just not worth it to them. And it's hard for them to try to find someone to trade for him. But I think they'll end up having to eat some of his salary and trade him at that point. I think Rager's going to be a great, great addition to your fantasy football team. If you can get him in the top, you know, top 10 or if he slips into the second round, consider yourself lucky. I would jump all over him immediately. My number 11 player is going to be Henry Ruggs. Don't know what to think about this. I think this is another dud for me. I see Ted Ginn. I see Deshaun Jackson. That's the kind of player I see with him. He's going to get some targets, but I don't see a wide receiver one potential in him, and I really don't think I see a wide receiver two type of potential. Maybe flex at best, but I think this is a player that I'm going to avoid at all costs just doesn't do much for me. And that in that offense, uh, you don't know what to expect. You don't know what they're going to do with their quarterback situation. I think Derek Carr's time's coming to an end there soon, so they can end up with a rookie quarterback, say, next year, and that's just going to hurt their wide receiver production, and it's just going to limit Ruggs' production as well. So if he's sitting there and you've got that pick and, 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 and Ruggs is sitting there and maybe a T. Higgins or a Michael Pittman or Denzel Mims is sitting there, I'm taking any of those guys over Ruggs, especially Jalen Rager, if, if you can get him over Ruggs. So that leads me to my number 12 player, and that is T. Higgins. T. is in a pretty good situation. Um... Cincinnati is not good, and they're going to be down quite a bit being in that AFC North division. You've got Baltimore there, Pittsburgh, and Cleveland. So I fully expect that Cincinnati is going to be they're going to be down quite a bit. They're going to be chucking the ball all around. Uh, Burrow is going to want to make a name for himself. He's kind of a big shot, so he's going to be chucking it around. And I think that Higgins is that red zone target. Um, and I think he's going to get a lot of those end zone targets. Now, we don't know what to expect from A.J. Green. He's been hurt the last couple of years. And I, to be honest with you guys, I don't expect any different this year. 
I think he's kind of checked out in a lot of ways. But who knows? You also have Auden Tate there, and you have Tyler Boyd. So I, I don't know what kind of chemistry that Joe Burrow is going to have with those other receivers, but I think he's going to want to kind of establish himself with Higgins quite a bit. And I believe he's going to be, like I said, that end zone target. And if A.J. Green is gone after this season, which I fully hope so because they would be absolute idiots to re-sign him, then I think T. Higgins takes over. Cincinnati's got an uphill battle in that division, so I think they're going to be uh, be down in a lot of games for the next couple of years. With that being said, I think uh, he's going to take over that number one role if A.J. Green is gone. If that's the case, then he's going to get a lot of looks and I believe he's going to get a lot of garbage, garbage points as well. Now, that leads me to my number 13 rank player, and that's Michael Pittman. I think he ended up in a great spot with the Colts, and I certainly fully expect him to take over as the number one receiver after this coming year because T.Y. Hilton's going to be a free agent after this coming season. Um, Pittman's a big guy. He's extremely fast. He's in a great offense with a quarterback that likes to throw the ball quite a bit. And we've kind of seen um, Phillip Rivers always produces nice, nice fantasy wide receivers. I don't see anything different with Michael Pittman. Now, if Rivers isn't there after this year, then we'll have to reevaluate it then. I don't know if the Colts will know by that time what they have in Jacob Eason or not. They may draft another quarterback, or they may bring in another veteran after this year. But if they keep Phillip Rivers for the next couple of seasons, then I think Pittman's going to be a great, great producer for your team. Now, moving on to my 14th ranked player. May catch a little heat on this for not having him any higher, because a lot of there's a lot of rankings out there. I've seen him higher, Um but not so much for me. I, I may have to move him up as the year, as the offseason kind of, I don't know, maybe the season gets closer. But right now my number 14 player is Denzel Mims. Well, he was hit or miss in college. Uh, there was a lot of lot of analysts out there and uh, that, that believed in him and a lot of them that didn't. I don't know what we have in this guy, but the talent is certainly there. And he landed in a great situation with the Jets. I'm not a big believer in Brashad Perryman. I never have been and never will be. And in that, with that being said, I think Mims takes over the number one role there. And he's going to get a lot of targets. And by the end of the season, I believe they're going to be, eh, Sam Darnold's going to be chucking the ball to him quite a bit. And I believe that's going to contribute to your team. Now, what's great about this, if you can pick him up in the second round, I think this could be one of those studs um, that slips to you and falls into your lap. If that's the case, then congratulations. Like I said, I think he could be an absolute steal in the second round. Uh, Moving on to my 15th ranked player is LaVisca Chenault. This guy's a home run hitter. And ending up in Jacksonville... Um, same thing as some of these other players. They're going to be down quite a bit, and they're going to be throwing the ball quite a bit. Um, I think he can be a great, great player down the road for your fantasy team, especially if you're in a best ball league. I believe he can contribute right away. But if you're, I think if you're picking him up in the second round, I think he's more of a stash. Hold on to him. Um, 
kind of see what they have in Gardner Minshew. Um, if they're tanking this year and they're going to go after Lawrence next year, um, I don't think it's going to matter one bit. I think Chenault's going to be a good player. I don't think he's going to get a lot of targets or a lot of volume, but he's going to be that deep threat <clears throat> Excuse me, that they're going to need um, that pretty much every team needs. So if you're drafting him, keep that in mind. He's more of a home run hitter and um, not to expect a whole lot of volume out of him. Moving on to my 16th player, that is going to be Brandon Ayuk with San Francisco. I think this guy's going to get a lot of play. He's going to end up in a starting role there. Um, I don't think he's going to take too much away from Debo Samuel, but you've got Kittle there and you have Debo. Um, so I think that's going to limit what Ayuk is going to produce as far as fantasy points. I don't know if he's going to be a volume guy because San Francisco, frankly, they just don't throw the ball a whole awful lot. That's a run first team. And if they do throw the ball, then it's going to, like I said, it's going to go to Kittle. It's going to go to Debo. But I think that Brandon's going to catch his fair share of passes. I just don't know what to expect just yet until I kind of see what they have in him. Um, he'll score a touchdown here and there, but I don't know if he's going to be one of those contributors to your fantasy football team. He's going to be more of a stash. Um, if he has a big game, then you know if you can resist um, holding on to him, then maybe shop him and see what you can get. Maybe try and get a Denzel Mims or maybe, a, you know, I don't know, a T. Higgins or, you know, if someone wants to shop someone, you know, maybe use him for trade bait. But I'd never really see him being a big-time fantasy producer. He's got big-time talent, don't get me wrong, but it end up in a great situation in San Fran. So uh, a flex play at best, so I don't know how much – how much I'm going to really believe or how much I'm going to expect out of him. Um, my 17th ranked player is going to be uh, Chase Claypool from Notre Dame. He plays in Pittsburgh now. They throw the ball. They, they always end up producing good wide receivers, and and they kind of don't seem to believe in Juju Smith-Schuster. They might let him walk after this year, and if that's the case, then I think Claypool can get – um, he, he can end up being a nice fantasy producer in that offense. He's going to catch some touchdowns. He certainly shows he has the hands for that. He's a big, big guy, and he's very, very fast for his size. I don't think he's going to end up at tight end. I know there was a lot of chatter about that, about him possibly you know, maybe moving into that role, kind of like Darren Waller did when the Ravens drafted him. He was just a huge wide receiver, and so they, they had to try something else with him. I don't see Claypool doing that, at least for the next couple of years. Um, with that being said, like if Juju is gone after this year, um, he could end up being a very, very nice add in the second round, and that'd be someone to stash um, on your bench to hold on to for the next season or two. My 18th player is running back Darrington Evans. I think this could be an absolute steal in the second or maybe even the third round of your draft. Now, I don't expect a whole lot this year, but, you know, with a lot of these rookie picks, you're not especially when you're uh, looking around the mid to end of the second round and definitely into the third. 
but I think this guy could take over as the lead back in Tennessee if they don't re-sign um, Derrick Henry. Um, I don't. A lot of teams are steering away from giving these running backs these big-time contracts, and I think Tennessee might let him walk. If that's the case, then I fully expect <laughs> Darrington Evans to have a great opportunity of taking over as an every-down back. He has got. He is extremely compact in size. He's he's strong. Got great strong uh, strength in his lower body. Um, and he's got some some juice to him. Um, so with that being said, I think he could end up being a nice steal in the second or possibly even third round of your league. So kind of keep him to yourself. Don't talk about him a whole lot and see if he can slip. And and if you're in your draft and he you know he hasn't been picked up in the second round yet and it's getting kind of late and you want to move up a few spots or maybe move back into the second round to take him, I absolutely recommend that. But just keep in mind, he's not going to do jack squat this coming season, but a great, great stash and fantastic potential um, for this after this coming season and beyond. Um, now, moving on to my 19th-ranked player is my first quarterback off the board, and that is Joe Burrow. Now, I kind of was going back and forth between him and Tua because I don't like the division that Burrow's in, but that kind of helps him in a lot of ways because they're going to be down in a lot of games, and he's going to be throwing quite a bit, and he's got great targets with A.J. Green. Obviously, we spoke about T. Higgins earlier. Then you've got Tyler Boyd and Auden Tate there, um, and Joe Mixon can catch the ball out of the backfield. So he's going to have a lot of weapons to throw to. I expect some turnovers um, from him, but I do expect some fantasy production this year, and I would have him ranked a lot higher if this was a super flex league, but keep in mind this is not. This is a, you know, a one-quarterback league. So if you have the choice of going between Burrow and Tua and Herbert, then I'm taking Burrow and um, – and, and, and being pretty confident with that choice. But moving forward, you know, with my, you know, moving on to the, my 20th ranked player, and that is Tua. Um, he's going, I think he's the best quarterback in this draft, but he just doesn't have the weapons in Miami. I think they're going to be down quite a bit in ball games, but I do also think they're going to try and run this ball. They're going to try and run the ball quite a bit there as well. And it's going to limit to his production for the next season. And there's always that that injury risk that's kind of sitting around in the back of your mind as well. So he's one of those players just like the Dolphins. you got to be all in or with other teams you got to be all out. Um, so if you take him, I, I wish you the best of luck. Hopefully he doesn't get hurt. And I hope that they can put some weapons around him because Jordan Howard can't catch. He, he couldn't catch a cold. So that's not going to help him at all. And the wide receivers there are, are mediocre at best. Now, I do think that it will help players um, like Mike Gusecki. Um, Gusecki's going to catch a lot. Of, he's going to, I think he's going to be a security blanket for Tua for the next season or so. But if they can get some weapons around him, I believe he will be a nice producer uh, moving forward. But I don't expect a whole lot this year, if, if he even plays this year but if you can pick him up and stash him you've got that luxury or a deep bench where you can pop him on there and just kind of hold on to him 
then certainly do so. Um, my 21st ranked player is Justin Herbert. I think he's a dud. I don't believe in Herbert at all. And and the reason being is he doesn't he didn't really produce last year um, in big games at Oregon. Uh, you look at his stats, none of them were great, but you had to really watch the games. You just can't look at the stats all the time, but watching those games, he was bothered quite a bit and just didn't look like that potential stud quarterback that he had kind of labeled to him. Um, so I really don't know what to expect from him um, in Los Angeles, but I, I really... I don't have high hopes. I don't think he's that good. Of, I, I think he's going to be like a Mitchell Trubisky. Um, I think L.A. is going to sit on him for the next two or three years and hope that he turns into something or hope that he gets better every year, and I believe it's going to kind of hamper the team, like I said, like a Trubisky is, like maybe a Derek Carr is doing in in Las Vegas. Um, my 22nd-ranked player is Devin DuVernay with the Baltimore Ravens. Guy's a hell of a player at Texas. He's got great hands. He doesn't drop passes. Um, he's not got the greatest speed. He's not the tallest guy. He's not the biggest guy. But when I look at him, I think this could be another steal in your draft. And this guy, in all honesty, is probably going to fall to your third round in your rookie draft. And I would absolutely take him there. Um, I see a lot of Steve Smith Sr. in this player. And I believe he takes over the slot role with the Ravens um, over the next season. They'll probably cut uh, Willie Sneed after this year. I believe that's one of the reasons why they drafted Devin. So with that being said, I believe he's going to get his fair share of looks. Um, he'll be a sneaky, sneaky little play as far as a PPR producer. Um, because I think he's going to get open, and I believe he's going to get some end zone targets. So if you can get him in your third round or right at the end of your second round, I mean, what else is out there? Um, I see some potential in this player, and he could be a nice flex play for you down the road. Um, after that, my 23rd ranked player is another nice sneaky little pick, and that would be LaMichael Pirine. Um, out of Florida. Now, he got drafted by the Jets, and we all kind of know about the drama with the Jets and Le'Veon Bell. Is he going to be there? Is he not going to be there? Um, is he dedicated? Is he focused? Um, whatever the case may be, there's a lot of rumors that were floating around out there that he was on the trade block or they even considered cutting him. Whatever the case may be, I believe that's not going to stop, and I believe they're going to end up probably letting him go or trading him after this season, and it may give a great opportunity to Pirine. Um, if that's the case, then he could produce. He could end up being the every down back there because he has that skill set, and you know the Jets may not want to pay. They, they've just learned their lesson with uh, paying um, Lev Bell, so they probably aren't going to want to pay another running back, especially if they're eating some dead money um, from Lev Bell's contract. So P. Ryan, I believe, will have 
all the opportunity in the world to compete for that starting job. And if that's the case, then you've got yourself an absolute steal in the second or possibly third round of your fantasy rookie draft. Um, my last pick of the second round, my 24th ranked player, would be Joshua Kelly out of UCLA. The Chargers took him. Now, we don't know what Justin Jackson's going to do, if he's going to be healthy or if he's going to be able to play. Um, they're saying he's pretty healthy now, but he could get hurt again because he seems to get hurt quite a bit. Um, with that being said, Kelly, I think, could be that early down back in the next year or so. If that's the case, then he can be a nice little touchdown producer, but I wouldn't expect a whole lot. That offense is going to be centered around Austin Eckler. He's going to catch a lot of passes, but I believe Kelly could be that, I don't know, that Melvin Gordon type of player for them. And heck, it's the end of your second round, so why not take a shot at a player like this and maybe put them on your taxi squad if you have that option. If not, if you've got deep benches, then stash him because he could be that Mel Gordon type of player where he's going to get some touchdowns and some goal line looks. So that's my top 24 ranked players. So if you're in a 12-team league, that covers your first couple of rounds. And then after that, it's a little bit of a crapshoot when you're talking your third, fourth, and even if you're in a league that has a fifth round. So that's today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope I helped out in some way. Uh, over the next few episodes, I'm going to cover the teams in the NFL division by division, give you an idea what to expect as far as fantasy production from the skill players on each team, and give you my predictions um, by doing so. But another thing I want to focus on is trades. I want to I want to talk about what players to target as far as trading for and what I would possibly give up to get these guys. But I'm also going to talk about players that I would target as far as trading away. You know, kind of get out underneath these guys a year early versus a year too late. So, this is Bob Miller. Thank you again for listening to the PPR podcast. If you have any questions at all, feel free to hit me up on Twitter at the PPR podcast. Any trade ideas, any trade questions, uh, any draft questions, anything at all, feel free to hit me up. So until the next episode, thank you again. Everyone, please stay safe.